you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ravi Sharma. Welcome, Ravi. Thank you, Mads. How are you? I am fantastic. Life can't be much better right now than being in Vietnam and free of COVID. So once the COVID is off, I would love to be at Vietnam. <laughs> yep, yep. So, Ravi, um, there's a few people around the world who don't yet know who you are. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your background and how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, my name is Ravi Sharma and... Um, as of now, I'm a founder and CEO of WebOmaze. Uh, we are a digital agency for website design, mobile application, and digital marketing. And we are a sort of a global company now. We, I started in uh, Chandigarh, that's north of India, in 2015. And since then, I've like been growing the company like every year. Uh, as of now, we are 70 plus uh, full-time people who are PHP developers, .NET developers, SEOs, um, and marketers. Recently, last year, we uh, moved to Melbourne in Australia uh, to assess the market over here. But due to COVID, we got stuck here and then we planned, let's open a new office over here in Melbourne. And that actually sort of like it was a blessing in disguise and we are now a global company with having two offices, one in Chandigarh, India and another in Melbourne. And um, so things are going good. And so our major clients are small business owners and few of the medium enterprises. Excellent. And um, yeah, I mean, growing, growing a business like that, I mean, many people are trying it and particularly I know in India, I mean, I have lots and lots of friends in India and they're all trying to grow and some of them are successful, but many, many of them fail. What, what's the one thing that you think have made you stand out and made you uh, successful? Yeah, so uh, one of the things which I believe is, uh, I've seen like same, I, I have a lot of friends who actually failed, who just uh, lost their hopes in a couple of years of doing the business, being an entrepreneur. So yes, being an entrepreneur, is not an easy life. You have to be, um, you have to be working 24 seven every day. Uh, the one of the mantras or one of the formula which I actually believe and I actually follow is that any organization, if you do any business, being an entrepreneur, your major focus should be on growing the business rather than into the business. So that is something which uh, I have been doing since day one. I have never been too much involved in the operations. I, I, I try to delegate the work and my core focus is always on growing the business, be it sales or marketing majorly that yeah so so focus on growth operations can be handled no worries yeah yeah the way i mean the way i typically say it is don't be the expert so um yeah. but the problem is particularly in the world of seo right like most people start an agency because they're very good at seo and yeah. they keep being the expert in the business and that's what you absolutely I, I, don't want to do I'm, I'm not very good in seo i'm just very good in doing something whatever, whatever i do <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's good that's good and I mean, it, it is a skill and it is difficult sometimes because 
particularly in the SEO world, many SEOs really like doing SEO, right? And the thing is, they're always like, oh, but I love doing it so much. And, you know, people management, it's so difficult. And talking with other human beings and bring challenges, uh, which which is true. But uh, again, like from my point of view, you if you want to build a business, that's the way you have to go, right? And that the one way I look at it is that it, like becoming really good at SEO can take you quite a few years, right? But learning sort of basic people management is not actually that difficult. But the difficult piece is when you haven't invested in learning management and you're kind of just flying blind, right? Like that's that's where I see most people struggle. So like when 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 I work with clients or when when I have people come to me, they often say, Oh, you know, I don't like managing people and I just want it done and I want stuff happen, but I don't want to do it, right? And it's always because they never spend a lot of time learning, right? Because it like everything, if like if you want to be an airline pilot or whatever. Uh, right now, if you know nothing, that's very difficult, right? And that's just like management. But the whole thing is like you need to invest some time in it, right? And and particularly wanting to be a business owner, like you need to develop some time in developing your business owner skills, right? And that very much include management and particularly like hiring the right people and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, so what's um, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is something which uh, I truly believe um, within my organization also, like a lot of, lot of my fellow friends always ask, uh, when is the right time to hire the VP of HR and the VP of marketing and VP of sales and who to hire first? So what I believe, what I, I did in my company, uh, like my first employee was um, a developer while, while the second one was an HR manager. Because I I, th- I believe that you need to have somebody who can help you in building the team. Because again, I'm not a HR specialist. I, I I don't know how to hire people, how to interview people. That is something which I have developed. So it's always good to take help of a professional who actually knows uh, his job. And that's how we, we also I also started. Like I had the HR team and everything. Now I, processes are there. HR hiring, recruitment, onboarding, relieving everything. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, I mean, when you look at your personal life, like most people, if they start going to the gym, they understand that they also need a, like, you know, getting a personal trainer helps you, right? Like you can walk into a gym and if you've never seen gym equipment before, like you can start doing some random stuff. But, you know, if, if you want to get the most out of going to the gym, like even if you, you know, pay for like 10 hours with a trainer, like you, you kick yourself up so much better, right? And it's I look at it exactly the same way in most business disciplines, right? Like if you have never done sales, I mean, as an entrepreneur in the beginning, often you need to do a little bit of sales. So again, like find someone who can, you know, sort of get you the 80, 20 on it or and, and HR and so on, right? Like you, even though it might cost you a little bit of money in the long term, you save so much money by getting good advice, right? So, and then I totally get like most companies, like they can't afford to hire HR from day one, right? So uh, obviously you, you need to be realistic about your budget and finances, but uh, it, the mindset is really important, as you say, right? So with, with business growth, I mean, what, what stage did you find the most challenging in growing your business? So what, like at what point did you feel it most difficult? Yes. Um, so, um, yeah. So at the time when um, we were crossing that 40 mark of people, 
um because what happens is whenever you start planning about your processes everything like your sales operations team and your software which software do you want to use uh you need to define a scope of that software like right? if you want to hire procure a product management software you you have to estimate how many people you want to um, uh, have that software to use because every software and every process has its own limitation and its roadblocks so when i was uh, at 40 people mark actually we plan for like 70 people only because we were thinking like okay it took us 3 years to reach 40 people and then it will again take us 3 years for uh, getting to 70 80 people that was one of the challenging time because and one of the thing which i learned that time is whenever you want you are planning to scale and planning to develop your processes always um uh, do it for for, for the, so that it can take load of the scaling so what now we did is um uh, we have actually planned all our processes all our softwares everything for 200 mark like if we are a 200 people company what type of middle management i got i, I need what type of uh, erp or crm i need what type of email automation i need what type of people i need what type of skills we need what type of what are the tasks which we can outsource which are what are the tasks which we need to do in source so that is something i think um we need to uh, think as an entrepreneur scale is good but to think to plan for that scale is very important because otherwise it will backfire it's very bad to have clients on board and not able to deliver that's that is something which we don't want to do and with both it's not just only about the client it's about the client or employees also your employees are also your clients you have to keep them happy if they are not happy your clients will be like shouting at everybody so um, as an entrepreneur you have two parties to whom you need to keep always happy one is the employees and the second is your clients obviously yeah yeah makes sense makes sense and i i think i think i mean again like that mindset you have is is really important right because it is that focus and like i see so many people particularly when they hire outsource workforce right they're kind of like oh well that cheap you know that that not, not very important right but yeah. but the thing is it doesn't matter what workforce costs right it doesn't matter if they're sitting in the us or in china or in philippines or whatever uh, the, the main thing is if someone works in your business then asset to your business and you have yeah. two key goals number one is to grow them because again if you don't grow your staff you know you you're not fundamentally growing your business and the second very very important thing is um yeah you know making sure you actually manage them well manage them to actually deliver right because it's very easy to hire someone give them some simple task and you know not really follow up or not really make sure they actually deliver value but you you have to get the value out of them somehow right right and i i can see that sometimes like so so one of the key thing for me is i always love growing business from the bottom right so it, it can be great sometimes to hire an expert from the outside but i really like developing my businesses so that most basically promotions come from within right because that way you build a much stronger core and you run significantly less risk right because the the challenge i always see when you hire someone from the outside it sometimes going extremely well because they come with a wealth of knowledge and skill and so on but it can also sometimes totally fail right because those people might have been really good because they have had a great team around them before and you know various things but they might actually come in and absolutely fail and the the thing is most business can survive if someone at the bottom of the food chain is is not delivering but if you bring in like a new ceo or a new operations manager or something if that go totally belly up like that can cost the life of your company right 
So I, I really love promoting from within because that way you you know what you're getting, right? Right. It, 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 I totally agree with you because um, that is something which happened with us also. I also learned this thing because um, uh, I, I was I was actually listening to uh, a speaker uh, in a conference and he told me uh, that you know building your team is just like you'd have to follow how how armies are built of um, countries. They they never hire senior people. Everybody has to go from the bottom to the top. And, and there's a criteria for every promotion. There's a criteria, there's a way how, how, how you are given more responsibility. So um, with team also, yes, um, having a person within your team joining as a college graduate, uh, he actually become a part of your company because skills are important, but the culture is also super important because once you are scaling, if you have people who's not a culturally fit to your organization, he won't be able to use his skills at all because you know it's 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 a, it's a culture that makes a company. It's not the it's not only skills. Skills are obviously they are important. So yeah. when when you have a person who's given a promotion within the team, he is culturally super fit for your organization. He knows what a client, what an employee, what 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 what's the way to do this, um, do the work in the organization, how to communicate, how to write email how to do zoom calls everything these are small things but they're very important things so um and when that person becomes a leader he actually can create a lot of replicas of himself and then you have a lot of future um, you know leaders who are getting ready so if you can make it that's i think very good but uh, there are situations when you want to hire somebody from outside also if let's say if you are starting out a new technology let's say i want like for example with us also when we started to plan um starting our dotnet development so um, um we never knew like i never knew how to do dotnet development so uh, and, and and how to hire a dotnet developer so what we did we actually hired a dotnet um uh, tech lead so that's a person who's more of a techno commercial person who knows how to make um you know uh, proposals, how to help writing in proposal, how to win clients, and um, and then he can build his team around his um, uh, skills, like what type of skills he need, front end, back end, database, cloud, everything. So um, yeah, so I think for starting a new tech, maybe you can go with a top to bottom approach. But if you have a team, always always try to give a career to your employees. Always make a career progression of every employee. How, how, how we want to succeed year by year in your organization with more responsibilities. And, and the reason that's so important, right, is also so people can see a future. Like if, if someone new joins, have been with you for three months, and they see people around them getting promoted, they are also like, oh, you know, right now I'm doing this job. But, you know, over time, actually, this company gave opportunities to the employees, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say particularly when I worked uh, corporate, there was definitely a lot of people that left just because they couldn't see any career progression, right? And it was kind of like, oh, you know, if I have to be promoted into my boss's job, he either need to die or go on pension or something. Like it, it was kind of like lifetime secured uh, <laughs> um, yeah, jobs, right? So uh, it, it's really important. I, I would say, so the one time where I love hiring from the outside, it's typically when it's not within the management chain, but when it's a product expert. So for example, if you need someone who's absolutely excellent at Facebook ads, it can make a lot of sense to hire someone from the outside rather than having to train someone from your team, right? Or the same, if you need like an expert developer and you don't have any developers, obviously training someone for that is, takes a long time, 
right? So that's the period where I tend to go and, and, and hire from the outside because that's also less risk, right? Like if you need someone for something new, a new technology in your business, typically if they don't work out, like it's, you know, you can either go and hire someone else or, you know, you can find another solution. So, but, but where I'm always most afraid to hire is sort of the senior positions with, within the sort of management structure, right? Right, I agree. Excellent. So what's, what's the biggest challenge you have ever faced from a management standpoint? Mm. There have been a lot of challenges. <laughs> but, Are they? Uh, yeah, <laughs> every, every hour is a challenge. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, one of the biggest challenge from management point of view, which um, we have faced is uh, during this COVID um, lockdown, um, because being in India, the workforce, how it works in, um, in my organization, <clears throat> there are other companies, but if I'll, I'll share my experience, uh, I always used to uh, be a person who used to be a strong believer that work can only be done from office. And there's, how can anybody do, can work from home? Because um, there are multiple reasons, you know, when, when people are working from home, I used to think like they won't have electricity, they won't have good broadband connection, they don't have um, something. But when COVID happened um, and I was here in Melbourne, so the whole transition of work from office to work from home was actually being taken care of by my HR team, not me. And everything was so smooth um, the people who need the type of accesses, the type of equipments, the type of uh, access, everything was given on time. And I, 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 I really felt that this is something because I was, I was taking it as a very huge challenge for me. I was like, how, how would we survive? I have like 100 clients to whom I have to cater. I don't know what I'll do. But when I, when I realized that everything is being taken care of by by my HR department so smoothly, I actually realized that your challenges can be overcome if you have a proper planning in place. So, so again, coming back to delegation, which I'm a true believer of, if your everything is delegated and everybody knows the role and every position is again delegating their part of work to the juniors or, or somebody else, you have a chain of people and then your system cannot just get into a bottleneck. Because being an being, being a entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges to get into a bottleneck because it's very difficult to get out of it. So that is something which I, I really uh, felt I was lucky that um, uh, I had that type of vision and that actually helped me to avoid that challenge. But I realized that challenge that I was actually about to get stuck into that challenge, but I just somehow skipped that, somehow got, get away with that so easily. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. And it's, I, I like, I, I like getting challenged because one of the things that happens is that my, my experience is that most people grow the most in challenging circumstances. So like I've, I've seen my team grow significantly here through COVID, right? Because people really step up and they understand it's a unique situation, but they still pull the weight. And then, I mean, now our, our team is stronger than ever, right? Uh, despite the, the world challenges. And I think that's, that's, what, that's what shows a good team, right? Like if, if your team struggles every time you're not there or if your team struggles every time there's something happening that's unexpected, um, from my experience, that is, that is very much lack of delegation, right? And it's, it's lack of ownership because when people have ownership, 
And when they have the authority and, and the energy to do things, right, they they tend to do it very well. Because again, like I always say this, but people don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know, I want to do a bad job today. Like I, I've, ne- I've never met anyone that does that. So I assume very few if any people do that, right? So the whole thing is you need to understand like where they're coming from, right? And, and most people, when you give them responsibility in a good way, they will step up to the challenge. And in most cases, like I get positively very surprised by most of the people that I give responsibilities to, right? Always exceptions. And, you know, that's the case. But in, in general, I always get super, super surprised. Um, so, yeah. yeah, one of the things which I was I would like to add is uh, one of the key, key element while giving a responsibility to somebody is to trust that person. Because I've seen a lot of times um, uh, entrepreneurs and people, they, they, they give responsibility, but they don't trust. So what I do is like, you know, uh, I always like, I always say to my team that I'm a person of a blind trust, I, I, I'll, but I only trust once. So I'll, I'll give you whatever you need, C panel, like a lot of developers think that we want C panel, we want this, we want that. So I'm like, okay, this is the file which contains all the credentials you would need in your lifetime for this project. Just do the good job, I believe you, and you are the project owner. We don't call project leads, we call project owner, that it's your ownership now. The client is yours, project is yours. If he's happy, it means you have that skills. If he's not happy, then we'll work out together to find out a solution. So, and I've seen this thing works. And again, what you said, nobody wants to do a bad job. Everybody wants to do a good job, but if they don't have the resources and the access level, they won't be able to perform the job. So if, if we are giving a responsibility, give with full trust, don't, don't hide it. Particularly the trust element is so important, right? Because in, in many businesses, and again, this was extreme in the corporate world, right? But in many, many businesses, it's kind of like, okay, here's your five centimeters of what you have to do. And that's what you do every day. And, you know, don't move outside the lines. And if you don't follow the process, we're going to cut your head off and like all that sort of stuff, right? And and it's not a it's not an appealing work environment, right? And that's why one, one of the things that makes me really sad, like there's a lot of these sort of online entrepreneur coaches or whatever and they're always like yeah you know you always just you learn everything you document it and you give it to someone you learn something new you document it and you give it to someone but the problem with that approach is that you're handing people tasks you're not giving them responsibilities right and it's not very motivating for an employee to be given tasks right yeah you need to have intelligent employees who actually find their own ways so one of the things which, I, which I, I'm a strong believer of is never give a solution to your team. So yeah. because if you're asked any, if, you're, uh, if your employee is stuck in a problem, in an issue, if you give him a solution, he'll, he'll develop a habit of asking for solutions every time. Let him find the solution. Because if he is able to find the solution first time, he'll be able to find the solution for, for, for his lifetime. And then that person will become a true asset for the organization. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. That's good, Ravi. Um, what, what sort of your main advice? Like if you have a, a colleague who's just starting out, maybe hiring their first individual or their first uh, staff, what, what would be your main advice? Where should they start and where, where should they focus their learning journey? For, joint, for, for getting the first hire, what I think is first you need to uh, break down your major tasks. Uh, what I think is, let's say you are starting out a SEO agency. 
Okay, so um, so that person actually needs um, uh, a SEO manager, a SEO person, and a account manager, and maybe a salesperson. Okay, so so what I believe is you need to first uh, work on the input and then on the output. So uh, have the sales team first create the proposal, prepare your product first, because there's no point of selling a product if you're not ready. I've seen a lot of people selling SEO services. If you ask for a proposal, they don't have it. Uh, and they say, we create custom proposals. So yeah, obviously proposals are custom, custom, but you need to have something. You need to have a brochure or a flyer or something which can explain what you do. So prepare your sales team, prepare your marketing collaterals first, and then go into a uh, hiring person who can do that job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, any any particular resources or trainings or books or something that you've learned a lot from yourself that you recommend for other people? I actually learned from a lot of like I never followed anyone particularly online. I I actually remain very active in my CEO's community. So because I what I believe is there's a there's a there's a way to learn because uh, I cannot learn from a person who's running a thousand people company. I want to learn from somebody who's running a 200 people company because that's my next milestone is. So choose the people uh, and those people, you don't need to go to online or, or, or hire a very super speciality consultant for that. What you need is you need to be active in your community, talk to a lot of the local CEOs in your areas, make a group. So I'm very active in these type of groups and I share my problems upfront. I'm very like, I don't feel shy in saying that, okay, I'm stuck here and I need help. Uh, that is something which I've learned, like coming, like coming, not just about work. I've, I've learned a lot of things in finance, in taxation, in GST, in, in foreign um, currency exchange. I've learned so many things because I've been upfront in my local community. So yeah, so just, there's no single name, but yes, a lot of lot of CEOs have a role to play for my success. What I'll say. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. That's very good, Ravi. Thank you very much for all your guidance and so. Um, if people are eager to get hold of you or so on, what's the best ways to do that? Yeah, so best ways to uh, they can reach out to me through email. Uh, my email ID is ravi r a v i at webomaze.com.au. It's r a v i at w e b o m a z e dot com dot au. Perfect. I'll make sure we include that in the show notes as well. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much, Ravi. Thanks for sharing all your wisdom, and uh, it was awesome to talk to you again. It's been a while, yeah. so. Yeah, thank you, Matt, and thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure talking to fellow entrepreneurs, and I hope like this talk might help at least one person, and that would be a success for us. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening again. We will be back again next week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.